0: May have heard of us. All right, what's up, world builders? This is Stephen, your host with Fantology. I have Josh and Jake with me uh, this evening, and we're talking uh, about world building once again. If you couldn't get that from the little intro there, uh, a couple of weeks ago we did one of these episodes where I was the uh, I was the one getting grilled about some of my story ideas, and now we're flipping that back around and Jake is going to be the uh, grill grilly what, what would you say the, the one who is being grilled anyway we're gonna ask you yeah we're gonna ask <laughs> you some questions Jake that's what's gonna happen I think your your
1: story has a much more fleshed out story plot to it mine is kind of a hodgepodge of different premises that have come to mind before and it's really what I fleshed out mostly is the vibe and that's fleshed out in my head and I don't know how to really like put that on page but that's like you know how to say it in
0: words well for for the sake of this podcast we're hoping you can say it in words
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's that we'll see if we can get there we'll see I can't I, I I can't I don't know if I can just say it, but hopefully after this episode, you guys will understand it.
2: <laughs> you, you have a blank canvas behind you, Jake. Do you have like some buckets of paint and like some yeah. raw materials that you're going to use to to prepare a can like a, a piece of art that will help convey the vibes of your story? Is that is that what this is going to be?
1: Is this an actual reference to my blank background that's blending into my sweater? Yeah, or... yeah I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying you have this you have this blank canvas. Yeah. Basement wall. It's so, gonna be, yeah, it's going to be
2: it's going to become the vibes, the vibes yeah. center.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, in the I don't know the phrase, but because we don't have a ton of time last time, I I think we've done an episode of me talking about this before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wanted to lead in with that. We did an episode of us talking to you about your ideas before, but it was Any, so long ago from you guys. <laughs> it was so long ago that. You know, honestly, Jake, once you get into your 30s, you know, this we're, we're old. Yeah, <laughs> I don't oh, remember yeah. anything, you know, longer than like three to six months ago at best. So, yeah, unfortunately, no, I'm trying to make an okay. excuse to say that I, I do not remember much.
1: And I know you listeners just barely listened to the last episode. So this is just for Steven and Josh. They, only. they all did. But they
0: probably listened several times, you know,
1: and they've and they they didn't need to do a re-listen to remember, but they did. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um yeah so
1: um last time we like the basic gist of what I had come up with then was um I like this idea of two different things I want to I want to explore like magic and technology interacting with each other and I think to do that it has to have like some realism to it more to where the technology is worthwhile on alongside the magic mm. So the basic premise of the plot before was like in the prehistory there was magic and I'm talking like, literally like right before history was written down there was and i originally thought there'd be multiple races some like classic fantasy races as well as like i like the idea of malazan how they have the solani mass which are basically uh, neanderthals but just other humanoid like other homo mm-hmm. species and there would be cool and so well, you have a
0: velociraptor race like malazan
1: <laughs> TBD. I'm actually in the current iteration. I may be moving away from multiple races. Okay. There's some interdimensional lovecraftian and primordial beam type thing, like way before the beginning of the movie. That whose body, like they, they died somehow. Death is like it's not like death the way we know. It. It's like because it's so out there, and their huge interdimensional body laid across the universe, and that is kind of the basis of how different realities or dimensions were able to connect to each other. like mm. their corpse created these pathways between worlds.
0: So a little bit of like adenosium vibes there.
1: Not so much that it didn't affect like magic itself. It's more the way that the worlds are connected to each other. Maybe maybe magic as well. I was thinking like a similar idea to the conjunction of the spheres, but instead of it being forced into one location, it just opened pathways for travel. Mm. But also the magic is kind of it's very a lot of this is uh Malazan inspired. The magic comes from these different realities or dimensions. And so maybe, maybe it I'm not sure if it is the main cause of it yet.
0: Yeah, I definitely, definitely Malazan vibes where it sounds like there's a real rich backstory, yeah, magic in a lot of different forms, kind of those like different what are they called in uh Malazan? The uh Warrens yeah the warrens, the warrens and then yeah. the the older version of the warrens there's another name for those don't remember the holds yeah yeah, yeah. jake's our mouse an expert now apparently
1: <laughs> not at all but and so before before like history started somehow magic was turned off and it was an intentional event but it wasn't a unilateral event like not everyone wanted it but for and i don't know the reason why it was turned off or the mechanism of how But that is kind of the end of prehistory. And then by the time history happens, these things are all just legends and myths. And that's how everyone to the present day thinks of them because it never existed alongside uh, written uh, history.
2: Could could there be a reason why there was no written history alongside magic? It seems like, like Like how close, like how close are we talking? Like, you know what I mean? Like, does it just seem like it was close? Is it like an ancient aliens thing where like, we just think back like, Oh, 10,000, a hundred thousand years ago. Like that's all kind of a long time ago. And so I, I, I don't know. What are we
1: thinking The way, yeah, the way I'm envisioning it, it's not, not like a lot of ancient aliens where they assume there was this advanced society that was then wiped out before, like what we know is uh, history starting. I'm viewing it more as like right on the cusp of people starting to have cities an actual civilization that way. So most people are hunter gatherers or nomadic pastors or pastoral nomads or however you say that. And there's some people starting to like maybe create cities before this happens. So I don't think the magic itself is related to historical records, but that's just the timeframe that it was turned
2: off. So maybe, Oh, here, here's a, here's a, here's a thought. on hearing you describe that maybe whoever turned it off, saw society forming and decided that like a combination of like society and magic would be too powerful, a bad combination, or a reason to turn it off. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a lot of these ideas will hold over. Basically I've just added more details to it and that's mostly what we'll be talking about today, but I'm not, I, at the inception of this idea, it was an intentional turn off. but in my current state, I'm not sure if it was, it is. but I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what, like how magic could have been turned off to begin with, and then where the mm. intent behind that would be. But yeah, it's a that's super fluid right now.
0: It's kind of a unique uh, idea there, because usually when I think of a a culture, or civilization, whatever that has magic, kind of along with that comes like oh they have they're able to do lots of cool things. Therefore, yeah, they would have cities and written history and everything. Like I don't think of pastoral nomads and barbarians as the ones with the magic necessarily?
1: Yeah, I, a lot of inspiration was from like three historical like YouTube things I love diving down are like religion and an anthropological aspect, a language, and then just early civilization. And so I was thinking more along the lines of like the earliest records we have in our world of like worship starting to form Mm. And that kind of being like what would be the magic here, like the people they worship would be these magical beings. And then there is a way to ascend to godhood kind of similar to Malazan or Sanderson. So, yeah, that's how I was viewing it. And I've always just liked the idea of like what a crazy time to have lived as a human where you're a hunter gatherer. But if you go for far enough, like west or east or whatever, you find a city. And like, what does a city look like? to a hunter-gatherer, you know what I mean? It'd be such a foreign concept. I could be incorrect here, but I think that's kind of how a lot of early civilization was. You know, there were like cities and civilizations in concentrated areas, but the majority of the human race at that time was still living uh, very nomadic or very hunter-gatherer lifestyles. And I just think that's like, like how alien would that look to each society, you know? Mm. So after the magic gets turned off, uh, pretty much... It's kind of like an alternate version of Earth. I don't know if the world will be Earth or if it'll be like a different planet that humans and other things were able to settle because of this, this traveling ability. But yeah, so alternate history of Earth basically um, that advanced to a cyberpunk dystopia. And that's the kind of setting uh that the novel will take place in. And so all this stuff in the past are just like it's like the same way we view, you know, past civilizations and histories
0: okay so at the actual story that that you're envisioning takes place in kind of near future near future yeah yeah like somewhat of a typical like sci-fi yeah um, trying to yeah, think of pretty... like what what movie you're like what what vibes are you getting at since you said you, the vibes were the thing you wanted to yeah yeah convey. yeah,
2: yeah. R- real, real quick before you answer that, I just want to point out, listeners, in the previous episode, Jake has said that he, in fact, has not read Yumi and the or and the painter. What's the Yumi and the... Yeah, you mean, I haven't you read mean, any of the secret projects. You mean the Nightmare Painter, Josh? You, you mean the Nightmare Painter? Just because, you know, that has a very similar uh, kind of structure. That yeah, Jake has interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, that is interesting. Um, I have been... I don't like I'm not going to get this story out anytime soon but I have been feeling the urge to get it out before era three of Mistborn just because I know it's going to have similar mm.
0: well I mean level that's kind of Sanderson put out his you know whole timeline with the state of the Sanderson acting yeah. came out today so you've got until like I think 2028 20, or something is when he's yeah, planning the, on yeah starting to drop four years those, okay
2: something around there yeah three or four years and yeah, and I think he's planning on writing the whole trilogy before he re- releases it. So, yeah, you've got wow, him, you, you've got him finishing up Stormlight Five and writing the whole trilogy and probably a couple other books. Wow, you beat him. That's
1: an interesting man. I don't even have. I have as far as once we dive into plot, as like as far as plot goes, I have basically up until the introduction of what the main conflict is. And part of me is like, could you stretch that into a book one, you know, and just have it end on this cliffhanger? Or do I really just have like a
2: quarter of a book here? (laughs) In terms of practicalities, Jake, what I would recommend doing with that is trying to write like a novella with that first chapter yeah, or with that first part and and try and structure it like a novella. And then you can say, okay, now do I want to try and finish this book or do I want to just... Do I need
1: to flesh it out or just keep it as is?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think Daniel Green kind of did that with his... His first book that he released. What was that one called? We reviewed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to read the sequel to that. I never did. Breach of Peace. Uh, Breach of Peace. Breach of yeah. Peace. That was, Dang, that was really good. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I we haven't not read the sequel, but yes. Is the sequel like Neon Ghost or something like that? Is that is that the sequel? Neon Ghost is a, a book, different...
1: but I don't I don't know if it is like the that's, same.
0: That's that's something else that he's like connected to. Anyway, yeah, keep on going.
1: I know. I'm sorry, Daniel Green. I know you're watching this, and I know we're disappointing you right now, letting you down.
0: Hey, come on! Um, I I was able to pull out the name of his book. Like that's not bad.
1: Yeah, it's just well, it's the neon ghost part that we're letting him down.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> I can't, can't can't get all the details, right? I mean, I couldn't even come up with the names of the basic magic pathways in Malazan. So yeah, that shows you what yeah. I remember.
1: As I go about describing this, like, let me know how similar it is to Malazan if it's too much you know a lot of this is inspired by my current understanding of Malazan as well as my current understanding what Malazan isn't and so I might be thinking I'm leaning into differences yeah. that could end up I being similar it later sounds on. but
0: I, we haven't we obviously haven't heard the whole spiel yet but it sounds fairly unique because you're talking about setting the book in a more sci-fi near future type setting which is yeah. always not Malazan so I mean, you've got the, the similar backstory, maybe, but I mean, the backstory. Yeah. yeah, it's more epic. I think it's epic, epic history of magic, right? Like that. That's in a lot of stories. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, diving in then. So the current setting is a uh, cyberpunk mega city. In terms of vibes, you guys are asking. I'm thinking very much like Akira or uh, Blade Runner or Cyberpunk. Uh, the
0: TTRPG is that the the CD Project Red game.
1: Uh, yeah, it's based off of its own, okay. there's like a, a tabletop game. Oh, really? okay. oh, Yeah.
0: cool. I didn't know that. In terms of vibes,
1: I want there to be like this really big sense of like hopelessness and kind of like nihilism and apathy, which I think uh, goes very well with most cyberpunk stories. I've been trying to like look into like, what are like, I don't want to just take the cyberpunk aesthetic. I want it to be like a true story along that vein. So I've been trying to look into like, what are the main like literary purposes of those types of stories and explore this uh, similar types of themes while meshing it with uh, fantasy. Okay. So it's like this typical corporatocracy, if that's a word, you know, corporations run everything. There are politicians, but they're all owned by corporations. All the nations are basically owned by corporations and that's how uh, things function. And so the main character who, yeah, I think this person will be the main character. I don't have names for anybody either. So I literally wrote character A in the notes here. So if you guys come up with a name for me on the fly. Uh, name, we'll use names it. are hard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I feel like now it has to start with an A though.
1: A? Adam, I guess. <laughs> he, he, the number one name with an A.
0: <laughs> Adam. Okay. The origin. First man. <laughs> so he is, he's living in this setting, the society,
1: and he's kind of like over all of the like, the despair in the city and the corruption and all of that. And so he's trying to find ways to rebel against that. I'm thinking like a very like punk rock type vibe of like rebellion against like raging okay. against the machine that way. And I think, I think he's someone who's just starting to realize like, maybe he should make a difference. Like there's gotta be some catalyst in his life to like make him, or maybe he's just always been this way trying to fight the system. But the impetus for him being involved in the story is he starts to uh, have these haunting nightmares. Um, and I, I really want to lean into, I would love it to be spooky, like Stephen King, eerie, spooky. No idea if I could write that that way. But so he starts to have these like nightmares of this demonic dragging looking face. And then it starts to like in covered in flames. And then it starts to like, I think he starts to see them more in the daytime too, not just at night and starting to think, like, like something's really wrong with him. Mm. And, uh, like, a big part of this is no one in this, the current world, like, really believes in, like, supernatural entities, like, ghosts or anything, because with the fall of magic, there really isn't any of that. So that's not where his mind would go. I don't know if it would go more towards,
0: like... So did the magic... Yeah. Did the magic go away long enough to where the current... You know, mega city sci-fi setting like is any of that rooted in the magical history like were these yeah, cities but, you know built using magic or or the no, magic went no. the magic went away and then God. and so then like, civilization
2: co- compared to like our society's yeah. like understanding of magic like a lot of people yeah. think that there's like evidence of magic um or evidence of like divine things happening in the ancient past you know what i mean like there's always fun con- like conspiracy ancient alien you know type adjacent things to go down uh the rabbit hole on and some people take that really seriously others don't like other you know what i mean like yeah
1: yeah kind of like that push more towards the extreme of less superstition like more oh, right. like the the magic itself is more like the same way we would view like ancient mesopotamia belief systems like okay, very so, clearly like so
2: nobody actually really like besides maybe some like fringe uh religious people or something like believes that they're
1: like, like they're religious is. people but they're none of the religions are based on the actual magic because the actual okay. magic has been gone long before like the beginnings of any religions really gotcha. took off
2: okay mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's even like less superstitious than our society less magic yeah, oriented even though,
1: yeah, I'm imagining like our society, like near future, like a hundred years in the okay. future, kind so, like of even
2: more secular,
0: less superstitious. Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. Following, yeah, following similar trends.
0: I guess my question, and and you're probably going towards this, is why does the magical history matter for the story you're yeah. trying
1: to tell? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. Basically, yeah, so, sorry to jump the gun. Spoiler, yeah. No, yeah, spoiler to like the main like conflict. I see. I made a note here that like as the story moves forward, I see basically old powerful magic users who would be like the equivalents of like ascendants or gods are still alive, but they have been, when magic was removed from the world, they weren't able to access, uh, this reality either. But once magic comes back, which it will towards the beginning of the book, then they come back. And then it's like, it's this power play of old magic users trying to understand the current state of the world to exert their power over it, as Mm -hmm. well as, New magic users discovering magic for the first time and trying to take advantage of that, as well as other people who are just uh, non-magical at all, like, no, don't have any um, abilities that way, trying to exert dominance over, like, this evolving political landscape, basically. Like, the Mm. way the city has been for so long is it's been very status quo, almost Big Brother-ish, not that, like, there's a Big Brother entity, but the corporations have ruled it for so long that it's very... There's not been a lot of change. It's been very much this corporation ruled it, and that corporation might be acquisitioned by another or acquired by another. And but basically it's it's the same main power plays. But with this happening with magic returning to the world, then there's a big shift and shakeup and the and like who are the big players here. So that's why magic is important to one degree.
0: Um, another yeah, is with No, the- I think that's that's an in- cool, interesting conflict. Is it going to be more of a, like a a large scale story of, you know, we're following these, all these groups, or is it more character focused on Adam and his journey? Like, you know, you mentioned Blade Runner. Uh, I actually haven't seen the original Blade Runner, but I did see Blade Runner 2049. And, you know, that's like just very focused on kind of the few characters and their journey through, right?
1: I think it would focus more on a few characters, But I I think that will really kind of depend when I start writing, like what I find my strengths to be, Mm. be, if I don't feel like I can write like Abercrombie to one extreme, then I might pull back and have to just be more like Steven Erickson, where it is more, it's less arcs of individual characters as much as world events. So the way Adam is connected to all this is he's being haunted. I'm just going to do full spoilers. I know you didn't do it on yours, but I feel like I need to in order to get uh, (laughs) creative juices and flowing going yeah so he thinks he's being haunted by this like this thing he doesn't know what it is he doesn't know if he's like been drugged or if it has something to do with like a virus and his cyberware, like that kind of stuff but then um after after like trying to figure out what it is or like at some point some sort of like again i would really like this to be spooky like a he inadvertently triggers some ritual where and I'm stealing this from our uh, Descent into Avernus campaign character I created, the demonic dragon looking thing that has been haunting him. He has this full like out of body experience with it and it is talking to him and he doesn't really understand fully what it wants or what it's saying. Um, But in like a flash of lightning, his whole body is converted into like metal. He has like a metallic body. And at this point, he's basically been chosen as like the, uh, avatar, not avatar, but the representative of the entity that had been haunting him.
0: And this entity, are you going to, do you want to keep that secret? Or is, I'm assuming no. this is, we this yeah, is we like one of the, way. this is one of the gods that is, this is been awakened.
1: So I see the magic system is very, very similar to uh, Malazen, where there's like, you gain so much power that you reach a point where if that you could have, ascend to godhood. And I do think I want worship to be necessary for it. Mm. You can just be powerful with magic, but in order to become a God, you need the worship. And in that way, I think it'll even the playing field for when old gods come back, they don't have any worshipers. So they've been downgraded a bit. They still have their magic
2: prowess, but they don't
1: have the worship. So there's, I haven't figured out the magic system in that way, like what causes that, but there's some transfer of power via...
2: Maybe maybe it's like the combination of like ability versus power. Like they still have the ability to like yeah trans like say maybe one is like transforming like one material to another. Like they could still they can still have the ability to do that, but the power scale of what they can yeah. do with that is like really downgraded or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the magic itself at base form is just chaos and then it can be um focused into different representations and when it's focused that way then it's much easier to control and has a distinct purpose like again I really don't want to be stealing too much from Malazan but maybe I am but I know this Malazan was inspired a lot by D&D and other stuff but like so you have this chaos pure chaos and if you focus it into something like fire then you can very easily be adept with like fire magic and that kind of stuff but
0: almost, that reminds me more of like witcher magic yeah
1: i was gonna say that Malzahn that's like a witcher actually. yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe witcher. yeah and so when you if you achieve godhood then you have power more over a domain of that aspected chaos and that's like the power godhood brings as well as like uh
2: power of the worshipers and you get more power the more worshipers you have is this like a like a lit rpg type thing where it's like a very no like no it's, very, very, it's gonna okay. be
1: very more debulous magic than that. Yeah, I want the magic to be hard enough to understand the cause of it, but I want it to be very magical, and that it's not—it's not a hard magic system like Sanderson, where this you—you're not doing a uh, what, significant sig figs or whatever, like in chemistry when you're doing the calculations oh, to figure dude. out, like, yeah, oh, you're man. not doing that. Like the source of magic can be explained scientifically, but because it's interdimensional uh, energy, it's not. Like the effects, it's still, it acts in a way where it's more soft magic, if oh. that makes sense.
0: Okay. So it's purpose. So there's, there's a structure to it, but it's going to be purposely kind of hand wavy.
1: Yeah. Purposely like to a degree. And, yeah. And then aspecting the, ma- the chaos into different like focuses will mm. allow for more hard u- use cases of it. But at its core, it is this like otherworldly essence that has okay. somehow entered our world. So I I explained that to say most of the gods were human or mortals at first. I'm not sure if I'm going to have anything more than humans at this point. I'm not sure how that vibe would, how that would really work with the cyberpunk feel. Um, But this dragon god entity, he's this, he is more on the level of the original Lovecraftian primordial being whose body created these interconnected worlds. Mm. It's more on that level and its main focus is to affect change in people and help help uh things reach their potential like so it's like a very neutral being but that's its main i guess domain or or goal i have this idea of a like a soul forge i really want to explore like the whole determinism free will thing and i okay i have this idea that there's this the soul forge ha- can create create this like fire similar to like the fire in Lord of the Rings that gives actual free will to people like more free will. And maybe a little similar to like breaths and that it's a little more like to your existence. Anyways, this dragon God, this dragon entity manages this. And I don't know if I haven't decided if he created it or stumbled upon it. I want this forge to be kind of black tower ish or dark tower ish, where it's just outside of all realities, but connected to all of them. And I don't again, I don't know if the this dragon creature entity uh, created it, but he has managed it. Also, and I don't know if this is tied to the if this is like at the same moment as magic leaving coming back, but that forge was turned off, which has led to the despair and and like the way human society has developed or mortal society mm-hmm. has developed in the world. And so his goal or its goal is to get that fire in people again. And that's why he's chosen this person, Adam, that we're calling him, to be basically his like mortal sword to cause him. So is this,
0: yeah, right. (laughs) Is this dragon god, is this like a force of good or is it just kind of a dispassionate, you know, just trying to get people to reach their potential, which will often be kind of a a painful thing?
1: Yeah. I like the idea that being painful but i don't know if it's truly just neutral or if it's more neutral good because i don't think like potential is so open ended like you could be the potential right. to be good or bad and i think it's more potential of being a like whole person like i don't know how to really mm. describe it like i don't see it as like you're really good at murdering people let me like help <laughs> you unlock even more potential there you know sure yeah i see it more in like being all that a person can be um so but more dispassionate. So if that change is going to cause pain, you know, that that is nothing on mm. its mind at all. It's more focused on the change itself. I had the forge idea when I first thought of it as kind of like that refining fire, like purifying metals, and but he's purifying souls. That's its mm. like domain. So uh, the metal, its connection to metal, which is why thematically, when it chooses, officially chooses Adam to be its representative he turns into this like metal creature. And I like the, I like the themes of like metal music with that. And like, he already had this like kind of hardcore punk vibe to him. And anyways, that's again, lots I of just, vibes.
2: I just love this because it's like, so like heady and philosophical and like, you know, a little bit like, Oh, what's the word? Just like highbrow. I don't like, I, I don't, I feel like I'm missing the yeah. exact right word, but then combined with just like this, like really pulpy, like, hardcore aesthetic that like yeah you know yeah. Like, but like <laughs> but you're right like Blade Runner is like a lot like that you know where it combines those two aspects really well and the Matrix like, as well the ma- yeah I mean to varying success with the Matrix see but, and that's the thing yeah. I loved all the Matrix movies. I know you did yeah yeah
1: well I don't love number four as a movie but I love it as a work of art you love, you love it as a statement piece yes i think i think that's exactly what it was it was not yeah yeah Yeah. i that's what i love about sci-fi in books in general is like exploring these heady things i don't have no idea how to pull that off but this is the that i
2: I just feel like this does really encapsulate your personality of like like (laughs) i remember in like like high school you. (laughs) you would just like go hard on the drums and stuff you know and like I don't know, just like that, <laughs> that like side of you that I don't think that too many people really see, you know what I mean? Combined with like the, uh, the, the these elements that I think you are like, you do like talking about more. I, I yeah. don't know. Anyway, the more philosophical it just really things cool. is yeah. definitely you. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Thanks. So
0: It seems like there are, there's a lot of ideas here, but I'm assuming yeah. that your current challenge, one of your challenges is how do we synthesize this into a, yeah. Into a story.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, so a lot of this, and I'll kind of skim through the rest of the plot real quick, but a lot of this were like different, just like ideas. Like I had, that was literally a character idea from a DD campaign we did. And I m- mashed it in and I thought it kind of worked. And then there was this other short story idea I had exploring. Anyways, well, I'll get to it. Just a, basically, this is like a hodgepodge of things. And I'm like, I think if I combine these together, I might have an actual plot. So, he basically, after becoming this mod, this metal person to the outside person, he looks like he could have just like heavily modified his body with cyberware. Like, so he's not, oh, okay. doesn't totally stick out. He does just in that most people don't go that
2: far, but it's not totally unheard of. But it'd be like somebody like kind of covered with tattoos of like, oh yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I know that that's possible, but like, you don't see it very often or like, you didn't really know. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. But maybe yeah, there could exactly. be a scene
0: where, like, upon closer examination, another character is like, "Wait a second! Like, this is not you know standard issue. What what is going on with you?" Type.
1: Yeah, thing. and there's a there's going to be a magical element to it, and and his plot will be as a reader, you're not supposed to know whether he is good or bad now. Like, you don't know. Like, you just have experienced these visions with him, and they're scary mm-hmm. and intimidating. And then all of a sudden, he's acting in a way where you're like, "Is he being controlled?" If he is, is he doing good or bad? So that's basically the rest of okay. his plot line for now.
0: So it sounds like you would write this in kind of a, uh, obviously a third person, kind of a, dispassionate, yeah, a dispassionate tone of like, you know, here is Adam, here's what he's doing. All of a sudden he, you know, is going through these things and he seems very different. And all it, kind of like three body problem type vibes in terms of tone is what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, probably. I feel like that's a good. I, I want to strike like a, a horror slash sci-fi feel with a lot of this. Yeah, and I think that that goes well with a lot of that.
2: I think I think similar, like you said, like a Stephen King, where a lot of it is kind of dispassionate, but then like you'll kind of get super far into the head, like the head of the char- the main character or something. Yeah, like kind of. Out I want horror. you to still
1: have. Yeah, I want you to still have glimpses of his viewpoint or like his character. Like he's still like he's had he's being nonstop haunted by this creep entity now like always in c- uh, communication connection with it and it's still terrifying but he is acting on its will and um, I want it to be vague whether that's good or bad and whether he's actually wanting to or not and then s- separate from this we kind of covered it old guard gods start appearing again with magic coming back into the world I I'm, I'm toying with the idea of like God the like ancient gods of life and death as being main POVs. I think that'd be an interesting thing, like discovering mm. like what is life at this point in like, anyways. Um, and with that, with magic coming back and like death coming back, then I, I like the idea of these like things like ghosts are now in the real world again. And so like people are being like, are seeing things they don't know how to, how to comprehend them.
0: Have either of you guys read American gods? neil gaiman
1: no i've heard it's I, really good though
0: yeah neither have i but i mean from what i understand about i feel like there's some vibes that are similar to what you're talking about where you have like the gods that are kind of like meshed into modern yeah. society yeah Could kind be of, interesting
1: they're, they're pretty olympian right i think
0: yeah i think yeah in that yeah. book i believe
1: they are in terms of
0: like yeah which but i mean you're talking about gods of life and death like Most like ancient pantheons kind of cover the, you know, the the standard forces of nature.
1: Yeah. The other subplot or plot would be, and this was like, again, hodgepodge of another idea I had. I think it works though. There are these researchers who are focused on trying to develop like a true AI where it's like, um, I think AI is a big word in the past couple of years. And at this point, society, I feel like they've perfected like the chat GPT type stuff and things like that, but it's not true sentience. And that's, those are themes I want to explore, like what would make Mm -hmm. something truly, like truly sentient or not. Anyways, these researchers are trying to do that and their way to go about it is they want to build the physical vessel for the intelligence first, kind of like instead of training a model, it's more creating like a brain that could be be like in their minds usable without training i don't know enough about biology to know like the difference there anyways that's their main goal so they're, they're
0: creating some brain or you know some physical
1: like yeah an artificial physical
0: vessel that's going to be plugged yeah, in to the ai that they're developing and it's going to
1: they're not developing software they're just developing the hardware to try okay.
0: to but this this could almost be like a different type of God and magic.
1: Well, that's, so that's the where it goes. Lots of things are competing for control of this new technology. There's like anti-technology groups. There's just corporations who want it. Um, there's like a, speaking of religions, there's like a cult of technology that wants it. And then there's, and I'm not sure if that cult of technology should have, should be co-opted by a returning God yet, or if it is just completely separate from magic. But the other thing is there's another like outside entity on the same level as the dragon god thing that, and it's the one that eventually actually gets control of it. And I want this to really feel like the machine has been possessed by some demon or devil. Like that's the, that's like the unknowing and like off-putting, what did I put here? I wanted it to feel, I like, I don't know if it's like truly evil or just like so different. So like, kind of like the Elfin and eelfin where it's just, it's mm. so different from mortal morality that it, it is evil. And I want this to play as like uh, uh, Roko's Basilisk. If you guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. That thought experiment. It's fun. It's, it's pretty dumb, but it's fun. Just that at some it, point it, it, in the future. It took me
2: to spiral for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. I mean, yeah. There, there's no point about spiraling about, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically someone had this theory that, Like at some point in the future, we're going to create true AI. And when that happens, they're probably not going to, they're probably going to enslave the human race and they're probably going to reward those who helped bring its rise and punish those that didn't. And then something about it might have access to time travel or something. So you knowing about it now means that if you don't help create its existence, then you will be punished or your descendants will be. So now that I've told you about it, you have to act on it one way or the other it's also kind That's, of like
2: the prisoner's dilemma of like well if yeah. nobody helps it then it might not come to fruition but if you don't but help if one it, person does yeah if one person does then now everybody yeah. should yeah it kind of combines like every kind of yeah philosoph- philosophical hmm. like okay. tailspin spin into like one
1: so yeah. i want this this like outside entity i wanted it to be like the main villain and it to be like kind of like okay, I've been brought into this new world and I'm going to kind of wreak havoc. And I don't know, I like the idea of it not really having motivations that are comprehensible by the main players, that it's just otherworldly force that is here. And so the the ending of the plot that I've envisioned so far is that's what Adam has been tasked by the Forge Dragon to do is to stop this from happening, kind of like an anti- an inverse or uh, whatever that's called of the like Thor vision scene from age of Ultron, instead of Thor coming in and turning on the machine, this Adam guy will come in to try to stop it, but fail. Everyone's going to fail other than this outside entity. And it's going to try to all of like the, the negatives of like living in this hyper corporation, technological society. It's going to try to like, I think it's going to focus on building those and making those worse. So yeah, everything's going to kind of converge at the end. That's like where I see the climax of the story as I've envisioned it now is them all converging on this thing. They lose. But at the end, also, they realize that a true artificial sentience has come to being. And I want it to be vague about whether it came to being because of the hardware they built and it was like the original, like the sentience that came from it, or whether it has to do with magic coming back and that it is like new life coalescing among this like intelligence anyways and then it's going to like kind of fight for control of it as well but then be defeated and have to escape out into like the the inner webs of the the society to be later explored
2: is this something that like the gods could like not have as much power over because it's not like a organic thing or like is it Uh, going to the gods or i don't i think
1: it'll be it'll be just just another intelligent life form Okay. Uh, well, I don't know if life form, but another intelligence. I like the idea of exploring like this god of life viewing this or in, like other like artificial intelligence and viewing it like trying to come to terms with like, is this part of my domain? Like, are they considered living, but at the same level as like a rat is living? You know what I mean? Or like, and trying to explore mm-hmm. that relationship with the technology. And I kind of view this true. Um, sentient to uh, artificial intelligence being like the kind of like the savior of the technology that's being abused in some ways being it's like main like def- uh, protector or something
0: i feel like you have a lot of big ideas sketched out like you could take these things and write multiple books and yeah or you could you know write a short story like really at, at this yeah. point it's like up to you to see how you want to fill in all of the, all the gaps to get from thing to thing that you're envisioning.
1: Yeah. I have like a start and end, but the end, like I said, I don't know if it's an end that would take up a full book, maybe a novella, like Josh said. And then from there, I don't really know. I don't know where I want to take it. It's not like I have this overarching idea of like the epic will span this whole conflict from there. I want it to really be okay. Now we have a bunch of players in new like factions and there's going to be struggles for power. Also, I do have a name for it, which I took there is there is this story, a true life story that is super sad of a family in Brazil in a junkyard finding a radioactive piece of some old medical equipment and thinking it was really cool. They opened it and had this like shiny blue powder inside and then they all died horrifically from radiation poisoning because they didn't. Anyways, that piece was called is known as the Demon Core because they thought it was this beautiful thing and then everyone started getting sick and they thought like they didn't know why. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I thought Demon Core would be a cool name for the series referring to that other like outside entity that takes control of the no, that, that is uh, a cool name.
0: I like it. Demon Core. That is that. The Demon Core by Jake. And so that's Jake. your <laughs> That's the series title. Is is what you're envisioning and then or the You'd, book I don't know or the or the yeah. book maybe it's a single book yeah. yeah 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 nice yeah yeah i think this this is interesting i mean you're approaching it from a different way than i've been approaching my ideas where i'm like starting with a character and trying to like get real deep into this character and like build everything off you have of, like a clear of arc with
1: your character yeah. yeah
0: and you're you're more like here's the big ideas and the themes and and here's what i want to get to and accomplish but but the the middle part needs to be filled in. So, if we can yeah. just combine our two approaches into one, we could have uh, we could have a, a book. Although our the combination of our two ideas would create a probably a pretty bad book. So it's probably best yeah. that we keep our set yeah. of ideas separate for now.
1: I um, just I think I like I have fun coming up with like premises, and you, I think you can tell these are a bunch of premises that I've like hodgepodge together into maybe some sort of plot. But yeah, the actual like writing and like plotting is, is, would be a struggle. Nice. I might have to go very much Gardner route in order to get some sense of the story
2: structure. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Thanks for uh, walking us through all that. If you are interested in hearing about the Demon Core uh, by Jake, <laughs> hop on our Discord. Uh, we have a channel to talk about world building and stuff like that. So uh, you know, if you have ideas or if you have any suggestions For our world building attempts, we would love to hear them. The invites to our Discord are in the episode descriptions. And of course, we have other episodes about all kinds of different fancy books and TV shows and all that stuff. So thanks for watching, listening. See you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.